that's something that who would really care about, but because they were still like, oh, it must be kept perfectly clean and don't scratch the floors and don't this. And I was just like, what's this crap? You know, you love to your stuff. So I gave them not that great of a review because it was a sponge on the table, which is who would have cared about it. But because of the way they set it up, right. And they it's just assumed everybody's going to be a jerk that you kind of push in that jerk state of mind. Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron. And each week, my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, welcome to another episode of Women Creating Wealth, the show where the podcast where we help you to discover more money more options, and more fun. Today, as you can see, if you're on the video, Cassie Parks is with us today. So Cassie, I met Cassie when I interviewed her for my other podcast, which is called Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life. And that show, she was talking about how you can manifest $10,000 because that's kind of what she does, her day job when she's not like being an entrepreneur. So she's a real estate investor. She's a coach. She's an author. She is described as like the fairy godmother to people who have never been able to manifest anything more than a parking space before, because her superpower is teaching people how to make the law of attraction work to manifest money and to manifest your dream life. Her clients and and you are going to love her simple, practical way of teaching. But today she's not here to talk to us about manifesting $10,000. She's here to talk to us about her Airbnb journey. and. I was part of that journey because I actually stayed in the Airbnb before it was on the air and live for everybody. Cassie, thank you so much for being with us today to help women create wealth. Yay. Yay. All my favorite things, the way you start the show, fun, money, opportunities, and women creating wealth are the things that I love. When they ask, like, what could you talk about all day long? That That's it. Wealth, money, creating yes. wealth. So tell me about how long I stayed with you like last fall, right? It was October. Yeah. And so, and you told me when I talked to you that you were just now getting the Airbnb up and running. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So we started with renting the pool. Uh, we did that. And um, let's see, we're in 2022. We started in 2021, like the last week of June, 2021, renting the pool. I didn't know that was a thing. What are you, are you renting your backyard pool? So yes. t- tell me how you even knew that that was something. You could do. <laughs> so my sister had sent us an article uh, about someone in Colorado who during the pandemic had made $50,000 renting their pool out. Yeah. And we were like, okay. And they had, yeah, like not like a couple of thousand, like 50,000. We were like, huh, we, yeah, we have a pool. We love our pool. We love sharing our pool, but it, we don't use it. like." you can't use your pool 24 seven, you know, I, and I use it a lot. (laughs) So, um, you know, I show this, I love that there was an article because then, um, we're going to get into this later, like about doing things with your partner, but it was her also like, she got the article. So this wasn't me going and saying like, Hey, look, 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 let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was like, okay, do we want to do this? And we're like, yeah. And so we had a few things to finish up. We were headed out on a trip. We pick, picked a date when the deck would be done because we'd started a project that needed to be finished before we could do that. And, and I loaded it up 
you know, we're at the airport and I was like, I'm just going to put this on right now because like, I don't have anything else to do. And it takes like a day or two to approve it. As soon as it got approved, my phone is like, bing, 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 bing. I'm like, oh, we're doing this. (laughs) That's something I want to talk about because I have done this to myself more than once, right? When I, I had, there was a time when I had two houses and I was living in the one that was finished and like avoiding moving to the one that needed to be worked on. And so one night, same thing, I get in bed. I'm like, I'm just going to put this thing on Airbnb and that's going to force me out. Right. So I put it on and lo and behold, I get up the next morning, the guy's checking in that night. And I'm like, what? I started packing up all my food, all my clothes. I had to like in one day, move almost everything over to the other place. I'm like, oh my God, but it's a good, right. It forces it, action. It so. forces this. We did out the Airbnb. T- I'm like, we're picking a date and it'll all get done by the time that person's supposed to check in because sometimes we just need that. Yep, exactly. Okay. So you got the pool on. That was step one. That was kind of a way of sort of like testing the waters. Is that right? Of- yeah. We had talked about Airbnb being the house. I think it, you know, it set itself up. So we had to build the stairs, but there was already a deck with an entrance on the top level. You know, when we bought the house, I was like, this house is so big. It's got three levels. We could rent out the we could rent out the bottom as an apartment. We can rent out the top as an Airbnb. I had already thought that. And two years, you know, a year, two years later, you know, and I had said that and it was like, no, I don't want to share my house with anybody. I don't want anyone else. I'm like, okay. So it was a no and that was okay. And then we started, and I do want to, it's okay if I share the pool app. So then anyone's like, yeah, I didn't absolutely. know you could rent a pool. 100%. Uh, it's Swimply. So S-W-I-M-P-L-Y. So it's mostly all over the country. And you can just put that in and see if there's a pool, if you want to go rent a private pool in your area. I didn't know that was, I'm like, this is what I would have wanted (laughs) before I had my own pool. Yeah. So let me just say something too, because I, I, I feel like I didn't do a good intro. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how you can make money when you have no money and no house. And then last week we talked about how you can make money if you have a little bit of money, but you have no house. And now we're kind of getting to where if you have a little money or maybe you don't, but you have some house, this is, these are some things you can do. So you can rent your pool, which is awesome. And before we, we turned on the recording, you were telling me about renting your backyard to people with dogs. Awesome. So just tell me about that a little bit. Yeah. So I got, uh, I don't remember the app right now, but you, I'm sure if you Google like rent out your space for dogs, it'll come up. But I see this app all the time and it's like, do you have an extra, do you have extra space? And so this is, if you have land that's not being used or you have a really big backyard or you can rent it out to people who don't want to take their dogs to the dog park, but want that experience of having a space for their dogs, maybe they'll live in an apartment or whatever, but they just don't want to be around other dogs. And so, you know, don't have to like do the house. They're supposed to clean up after themselves, which is, you know, what I love about that app. It's better than having your own dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They just come use your backyard, just similar to how people use their pool. You know, they go through the gate. Um, Some Swimply people choose to like meet each guest. We don't, we let them be on their own. Like they come in, they do their thing, they clean up and they leave. And it's awesome. And that's the way it sounds like you can do with the, the dogs as well. I'm like, that's genius because if you have a big yard that's not being used, why not? And not all dogs are dog friendly, right? Not all dogs like other dogs. They don't want to play with other dogs. It's a great idea. It's such a, yeah. Uh, so you can do that. I mean, there's so many things that you can rent, which is amazing. Uh, so yeah, so we did the pool. And so that was 
the, the, I think the money is what really opened the door <laughs> to the Airbnb. <laughs> Start to erode that wall of resistance, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so we, you know, a combination of things. We, you know, we made $12,222 from the first year on with our pool, which is amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, considering it's seasonal, right? I mean, that's yeah. I mean, a whole year's worth of rentals, is like a few, well, maybe six months. Wow. Well, because we didn't even start till the last week of June. So it was the last week of June to basically the beginning of October. And, you know, so that's what, three months in one week, you know, and it was easy. And I think that was one of the things. And, you know, it's, oh, somebody's, it's getting used to having someone else in your space and, and that not being a thing, I think was part of what opened that door to the Airbnb. You know, there was, um, I hope it wasn't that we had a bad, that you had a bad experience when we stayed there. She's like, oh, I'm never doing that again. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Why did it take me so long? Yeah. That was the original question, right? No, it was great. And that I think was really great. The opportunity, you know, for us, it was, I was on your podcast and we just randomly started talking at the end and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, I said, oh, I think you said you were coming to Denver. And I said, oh, we're opening the Airbnb. Why don't you stay? And then you were like, oh, I'm a super host. I'm like, oh, of course, you know, and <laughs> which was great because um, the stairs weren't built yet. So you come in the house, which even gave, you know, just, I think made it more comfortable and like the idea. Yes. And so the biggest thing for us is that we had to have the stairs built and we had got um, a huge, we have a huge hot tub um, that we got right around the time that we made this decision and probably chose the wrong place to put it. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) because yeah, we were, and so we kept trying to design the stairs. And for me, I'm like, I know what I want the entrance to be. I want it to be as close to the gate as possible. I don't want people walking through our yard. I don't want to take up a bunch of space. And, um, you know, I want us to still have our backyard and this. And so after a while, it kind of just worked out. We had to move the hot tub anyway. And it wasn't, which is an easy yes. And then the stairs could just go in. We had to move it for other, other reasons. And so it was just like, oh, perfect. Like we have a reason to move it. Now the stairs, we went on vacation and our friend stayed here and he built the stairs for us. Like they stayed here, watched our dogs and built, we came home. We're like, yes. And uh, my partner, she finished them. He did the hard, he did the hard part. She did the railing and some of the other things, but he got them set up. And so that was really the biggest barrier for us was just getting the stairs built and making the plan, you know, and I was working with the designer at a time to try and figure out, okay, what's the best place to put these stairs? Because it does impact your yard and your living space. And if you're living there, I think for me, I want to still enjoy it. I don't want to be making money and it doesn't feel good. I want to feel like I get everything I want for my house and I get to make money. Yeah. That's a really great point. So let's talk a little bit about that whole negotiation process. Like if you, if it's not like you in your own house by yourself, right. And you have a partner, you have a family maybe. And, and like, how do you sort of get other people to feel comfortable, get people on board with the idea of having basically strangers coming into your home, even if they're using a separate entrance. So I'm a lab attraction coach. So some of this does apply into there, right. Is having that vision just having your vision without pushing your vision. Those are two very different things. And you can hold your vision and let things unfold. And so you just take those little moments like, oh yeah. Um, you know, cause my next thing that I'm, is that we could, 
we could totally wall off part of our um, main level. And we built a door out of that, out of our new bedroom. And so I'm like, we can rent it for 10 people, you know, for 500 bucks a night. And we could live in that section for like a weekend. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. So that's my next thing. So what I'm doing now is like, oh, well, what would it be like? What would it, you know, what if we could and be like, oh, and for me, I have clients too. I'll be like, oh, my client just switched to, op- to doing her whole house. And like, she's already booked 50 grand. And I just drop these things, like just sharing information um, without. <laughs> and the key to that is to really not be pushing, just being open and allowing the time and then asking questions, you know, it's really about understanding and not necessarily fixing what our partners don't like, but like, oh, what is it that doesn't feel good about that? Oh, I'm worried about X, Y, Z, da, da, da. And I don't try and ever like come back with, oh, well, this doesn't matter. This would happen. This would happen. I just like, okay, like I hear you. And then when there's another opportunity I say, oh, you know, let's say it was I mean, we were on board with the stairs anyway, but let's say it was, oh, I don't want somebody walking through my house. I would listen to that. And then I would say, oh, I wonder how much it would cost to build stairs. Or I go do the research on my own, figure out like, what is that investment going to be? And then come back with that, you know, and just kind of being open or talking about what other dreams there are and, and what are you willing to, what does feel good to you? Or, you know, what can I do to make it feel better? And just being open and listening to those things without coming back with, oh, okay, fine. We'll, we'll do this and let's do it right now. But another thing too, I think that can help is if you see the vision of what that money allows you to do, right? So it's not like money by itself is not always appealing. It's the, the power that money brings you like um, this money. Well, what if, you know, we rent our, the house for six months and then we use that money and go travel the world for six months? Would, you know, what do you think about that idea or Right. If you got some other something to do with the money that that you realize it's more of a tool and not just like something to keep accumulating. Yeah. Not just like the pile, but, oh, we could do this, which is one of the things that I have done, too, is, oh, well, what if we rented the house and we rented we rented um, a hotel downtown like we could spend a weekend downtown, you know, and we could do this and, um, you know, which we could choose to do now. But it's like that I'm like that would give us a reason you know, to say, yes, let's do that. Um, yeah. And sharing those ideas. And it's very interesting when you are willing to go slow and gentle, you know, the other night we just had a conversation. My partner was like, I really love that you see all these other ways to make money. So like now she's starting to see it and she's like, it's very cool. Like, oh yeah, that's getting <laughs> rented. Like, oh yeah, that's better than like, oh my God, there's so much stress. This person just wants to make money from everything that isn't nailed down in my house. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and I always share the numbers too. I'm like, oh, at this rate, you know, or I'll be like, oh, we got like a possible booking. Remember we got the first like week long or six day. And I'm like, oh, this person might book and it's a thousand dollars. I'm like, that's awesome. (laughs) Like, okay. And just kind of sharing those wins um, and just asking a lot of questions. I think that there is a lot more in the abstract with Airbnb, right? I, I think a lot of people have this like worst possible scenario type things in their mind. And then when you actually start to, you know, have the experience and you realize that most of the people are really cool 
most of the people are really mellow, especially when you have a smaller space. I think, you know, it's just, it's one bed, you know, how many people are going to come. Right. So, and especially too, like that, it's clear that it's in your home. So you're not going to get people who are going to want to party and be out at all hours and make a big mess and stuff because they, they know you're right there. You're going to be shut them down right away. So, yeah, that's a good point. And I think that you do. And that happened to me with the pool too. You know, you go look at, I went and looked at other people's listings and they were like 10 or 12 other pools in the Denver area. And I was reading one person's and it was all about like cleaning up your mess and doing this. And I'm like, Oh, are people going to leave a mess? Like no one has ever left a mess. Like maybe one like straw wrapper I've had to pick up in a year of doing this. <laughs> we can't have you that. Know? Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, oh no. And you find that when you start doing it. Oh yeah. Like people are so happy. They're so respectful of your space because they want to be there. Right. And, and they, and the, the review process too, where you're reviewing each other, everybody like wants to be on their best behavior. The hosts want to be great. And the guests want to be great because they don't want to get banned from ever using a pool again or right. And get people don't want to rent to them because they're getting one star everywhere. You know, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Which is great because I mean, that's something that hotels don't have, right. They can't, they can't ban people, you know, like this person trashed the room. You don't get, nobody ever knows that. What other things do you think people should be thinking about? Like they, they maybe don't think about when they're, when they're um, wanting to use a portion of their own home or even like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a guy on his first experience for Airbnb was renting a bedroom that his brother used to have. So right in his same space, same shared kitchen, everything the same, like what kinds of things do you think people might not be thinking about when they're getting ready to embark on something like that, that you think they should know? Yeah. I think if it's a separate space, I think the biggest one is that there's probably going to be an investment up front. You know, I mean, the even if, I guess if the bedroom, depending on if it's furnished, maybe you would just let somebody use it. But any if you're doing, um, you know, your whole house or a part of your house, there's an investment in different things. And you could start off with the bare minimum. Like, could we probably have used the sheets that we already had? Yeah, but you know, we had, <laughs> you know, we could, we could, but no. And we did want two sets of everything to make life easier if we want to turn it over. Right. And it was okay for us. Like we were fine and we already had, it just came out. It was fun because it was like, oh, let's just come out of the pool fund and we'll pay it back, you know, and then it'll just rec- accumulate. Right. Um, but if, if I had just started, it might have been like a shock. Like, oh, okay, we had to do this. You know, we invested in the, <laughs> a funny story in the middle of this is we realized we may, we either lost or we may not have ever had the key to that door upstairs <laughs> because like, we went through, uh, we went, th- we never, we never had a reason to go from the outside and unlock it with a key, right? Because there was no stairs before nobody, there was no reason. And uh, so a couple hours before someone was going to get here, we realized we don't have a key. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we invested in the combo lock and we could have got a cheap, right? We could have bought a $40, just a deadbolt, but we wanted the the easy. And so, and I think that is what people, you want to make it easier on yourself up front, make that investment up front. Yeah. Because if you think nobody's going to lock themselves out, then you are crazy because people are going to, oh no, I just shut the door and the keys are inside and it's three in the morning and I really want to get in. And you're just like, idiot, you know, I mean, right. Like, say, like, Oh, I'd be delighted to get you in, you know, like, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just being able to set it up and not have to worry about changing a combo or, you know, it's like we all do it. We do it from an app. 
And I'm like, okay, it's, this is your key. And I can, you know, you can set up more of the automation. So I think really that, I think being prepared um, that it's going to take longer to list your property than you think, because there's so many questions <laughs> <laughs> and more every day, right? Yeah. They're yeah. Literally adding more questions every day. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, like, I, I don't know if I, you know, one of the things for us, then I just go with whatever, but you know, it was like, does it have air conditioning? Well, our house is air conditioned. Is it in the unit? No, but it's like, it does have air conditioning, but there's not an option they for, can't you can they control can't control it. it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so just different things like that. But I definitely think one of the things to think about is that upfront investment is to think about just how you want to communicate with people. There's so much to communicate. You don't realize like, you know, this is how you do this. This is what you do. Um, and just be prepared for that learning curve. Um, because it is, and especially like with us, with the pool, we don't, it's not all access for our pool uh, because we rent it out. Right. And so we've priced it in accordance with what feels good, a room plus a couple hours of a private pool. And that was really important to me because I stayed in Airbnb where I thought I was going to be the only one using the pool at a house. And the host was always out there and then she's having her friends over. And that was not the weekend I had like, yeah, when I booked it. Yeah, that's pretty awkward. Yeah, it was like, I kind of did this for solitude. And now I'm like discussing your book. Like, <laughs> I just want to be floating in the pool by myself. Another thing you might want to do as far as things in the room, if the person's have access to a kitchen, right? A kettle, maybe a microwave, you know, some, some of those kinds of things, a, a Keurig or something so that they can have something, you know, they don't have to run out every single time they want a cup of coffee in the morning or whatever. Yeah. And so we did, since you've been here, we have a Keurig, uh, we have a fridge, we added um, a microwave, our electrician. I think this is something that people don't think about. Our electrician was actually a little nervous um, about, he was like, just be careful. He's like, I don't know that that room was wired to be like a kitchenette, to be a mini suite. Right. And he, so we actually, um, we didn't put the microwave at first and someone suggested that we're like, all right, we'll just test it out and see if it blows the circuit or, you know, when you're trying to microwave, but yeah, yeah, what are you, gonna you do? know, <laughs> and, um, and putting those notes because that was a good point. Something that I didn't think about, like, what do you mean? I just can't put everything in here like make a whole other kitchen. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, we have to try that. We found a, we found a very low volt voltage microwave so that it doesn't, you know, blow that. Um, and different things like that. Like I want to add a sauna and he's like, we got to make sure there's enough power to that room because it's only on so many circuits. And so I think that's something that we don't think about. We're like, oh, we'll just plug in a microwave in, in what used to be our bedroom because ours is, um, it, it was the main bedroom and bathroom, um, but it's on its own level. And so it had, you know, it's totally, it's just its own space. Um, but when they built it in the seventies, they, people weren't, they, they didn't build it for an Airbnb <laughs> or even for like computers and, you know, like all the stuff that even an average person would plug in now into a bedroom. So and then like, oh, why is the refrigerator on this side of the house and the, and the microwave's on the other side of it? That doesn't make sense. Oh, it makes sense. All right. Because right. there's two different circuits, right? <laughs> if you want to use them both. Yeah. Otherwise you have to select before you come. Like, do you want the microwave or do you want the fridge? <laughs> just let us know. We'll just take out whatever you don't want. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anything else that you can think of that is like, I mean, I hope that this has given people some 
ideas of things that they could do. Like, you know, what is available in your house? Can you turn your lower level into its own suite? Can you turn your upper level? Like, can you partition something? Can you rent your pool? Can you rent your yard? Can you rent your driveway to somebody who's got a boat that they want to eat? Right. There's all kinds of ways when you start thinking about your, when you start thinking about ways to make money, all of a sudden you realize that your everything you own is potentially. Yeah. You mentioned like a partition. So let's say if you, you're like, well, I'm listening to this interview and I, I just don't think there's a way to close off my house. Right. There is now an app. I can't remember it for storage. So if you have an extra room, you can rent that to someone for storage. So they only be coming in and out every so often and scheduling that versus, you know, an Airbnb. If you, if you're somebody who doesn't like someone else in your space, but you have the empty room, you can rent it for storage or like you said, a garage space for an extra car, a boat or driveway, whatever it is, there's so much um, space to use. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I think, you know, I mean, we sort of started this conversation talking about mindset and I feel like that's what it all comes down to when you start thinking about, okay, what do I have that I can, like, let's say I have a car. Okay. So I can deliver stuff. I can deliver people. I can rent my car to other people. I can do whatever, right? So you start thinking, okay, what's an asset that I have and what can I possibly do with it to make money? And then, right. If you come up with a great idea, like the Airbnb guys originally did, you can say, oh, can I take this a step further and help other people to do the same thing? Like the swim, Swimply. I mean, what a great idea. What a great idea. Right. I mean, I, I wish I'd thought of it. <laughs> yeah. I, everybody's like, oh, I should have thought about. And it was, he was his little, um, like his younger brother and sister, like the neighbors, he was like, well, that pool is empty all the time. And my brother and sister want to be in it. How can I make that happen? And think about the things like, I mean, when you think of like Uber and Lyft, that was like all the things that you, you take a, an industry that's been around since the dawn of time, like taxis, right? And you say, what isn't working about taxis? And then you just like, whoosh. one thing is you can have a crappy taxi driver and you can't ever rate them, right? And you know, they don't take credit cards and right. And, and, and then you just rethink it all and then boom, you've got this great idea. So Yes, get your head right, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and check out too in any space. You know, you could set up a date night space. Like if you could make a space in your backyard, and you can um, Swimply's adding. There's also peer space, like spaces. So if you have something really cool, your gym. If you if you're somebody who loves to work out and you built like your own specialized gym in your house, you can rent that. Like people are renting gyms because they want that. And I think especially post-pandemic, we want a more private experience. Like we, we learned how to have that and how to be okay with that. And so people are seeking that private, like they like not having a million people. So back to the date night, you know, we have a little corner in our yard and I often think about, you know, if there's space and time, it's very pretty and we can put up the lights and it can be a date night space because, and people want unique. So they want to be able to say, oh, okay, I'm just going to go do this thing that is different and unique. And yeah, uh, you have an amazing like little corner, you know, even if it's just like a little patio, like make it the ultimate experience for a date or think about. And I think that's one other key that we should just talk about as we wrap up is decide who you want to use the space so that you cater to them instead of trying to make it for everyone. You know, if it's a date night space, make it a date night space. If it's a family game space, make it a family game space, but 
sometimes those don't mix. You know, they might have crossover or somebody might say, oh, like, can I bring my date for this games? Like, yes, but really decide who you want to show up in your space. Yeah, that's an excellent point because it, it definitely matters. I mean, I remember one time we rented a boat and uh, I mean, not like not a boat that you drive around in a boat to sleep in. And the guy was all about party, right? He's like, and the, the fridge is stocked with beer and blah, blah, blah. I mean, we just wanted like a really cool, you know, an inexpensive way to stay really close to New York City, right? But I just, it was clear and obvious who his ideal client was. They were all about like party, beer, you know, we're stocked, everything's stocked, you know, no problem. And, and it's, that's, it's perfect for that because we're out in the middle of nowhere on the pier, you know? So yeah, exactly. Who, who do you relate to? Who do you want in your space? What kind of stuff do you want to deal with? What kind of people, right? That you want friendly, happy people, then that's a different, potentially different write-up. We stayed at this place in, in New York state and the hosts were like, you know, don't trash the place and make sure you clean up. And like, they were so bitchy. I was just like, ugh. Right. <laughs> and in the end, just because there was, and then we get there because they were so anal about the thing. We get there and like the cleaner had left like a sponge and some stuff on the table and stuff like that. And I'm like, what's this? You know, like, I mean, that's something that who would really care about, but because they were so like, oh, it must be kept perfectly clean and don't scratch the floors and don't do this. And I was just like, what's this crap? You know, you loved your stuff. So I gave them not that great of a review because it was a sponge on the table, which is who would have cared about it. But because of the way they set it up, right. And they it just assumed everybody's going to be a jerk that you kind of push in that jerky state of mind. <laughs> yeah, you do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so much law of attraction. I feel like in Airbnb and you can see it and you can see it in the way people show up. And which is always so interesting to me because I have a vision of what I think entrepreneurs are. And then I sometimes see people on even simply or Airbnb and I'm like, huh, that's different than I would think about that situation. <laughs> you know, I would, you know, which is, just how we show, like, we're very, you know, we don't have a lot of cleanup because I think when you don't tell people to clean up, they generally clean up. Well, I think they, people have an idea, like if they come into a space and it's clean and it's well-kept and well taken care of, they're going to leave it that way. If they come into a space and it's kind of like, man, lots of, you know, dust bunnies, they're not going to be so concerned about it. So how you, what you put out is what you get back hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with their law of attraction comment. Absolutely. Totally. Oh, and I, we're probably at the end, but I think you should share that tip that you shared with me because it made sense to me. You know, you said, I know you're going to take the personal stuff out, but make sure there's like still some personality in the room because, you know, people won't complain as much. Like if the space is like, it doesn't matter what the design is, but if it's kind of, if it's clear, however you said it, you'll probably say it better. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. When you go to a hotel, you're, I feel like you're more, I don't want to say critical, but you just have a different mindset than if you come and you're staying at somebody's house and, and you kind of like them, right? I mean, you've been conversing with them and you had kind of a good situation. And then when you show up in the place, it kind of feels like it has a little bit of personality. Then it's, it's more real. It's not like a, a corporation or a generic kind of thing. You feel like, oh, I want to give them a good review because they're so sweet. You know, I mean, it's just, even if something bad happens, you're just like, oh no, I can't believe that happened. I'm so sorry. What can I do to make it right? You know, all kinds of things can happen, but if you handle it nicely, people are a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, 97% going to be, oh, you know, still giving you a good review because you cared about how they felt. So yeah, it's just something to make it feel like you, you know, just, I mean, 
I actually talked with that with, with the guy last week about uh, when you let other people manage your Airbnb properties, as far as like doing the actual reviews and stuff like that. I mean, you know, like co- uh, conversing with the guests, I have a real trouble with that. I mean, he said he, he spent a long time training the people because it's how you talk to them is just the key to your happiness. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> As a host. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because that's what they, and it, that's the most, you know, communication. They don't see you like at a hotel when they're waving goodbye to the person behind the desk as they walk out, right? That's that's the way that they're seeing you and communicating you is through those messages. Let's assume that people want to manifest $10,000 or something like that. How can they get in touch with you? Um, so they can go, the easiest, anything with me, you can go to morecassie.com. C-A-S-S-I-E.com. So if you want to do that, we also have where you can join and then you can pay after you manifest. So you can find that link there. Any of that's at morecassie.com. I love that more Cassie. <laughs> if you just can't get enough Cassie, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great to see you. Big, giant virtual hug. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I was so happy to to get your, your email. And thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us. Probably not all of it, but a portion of your wisdom with us. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.